0: from the season opener against Sam Houston. Any legitimate concerns for the Cougars? Plus, transferred linebacker A.J. Vonkpachan explains what a good defensive performance against the Bearcats
1: would look like. Yesterday was cut-down day in the National Football League. We'll let you know which Cougars made the cut. Plus, the return of BYU football also brings the return of Know the
0: Foe. I love Know the Foe. Let's go, baby. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. From Studio B, it is Wednesday, August 30th. I am Jerem Jordan. He is a movie fan and a college
1: football fan, and these will combine in Jason Shepard. Let's bring these together. The ACC is doing just that. Up to 75 games of the ACC, they're going to go ahead and put those in movie theaters for fans to just go and watch stadium-style in a movie theater. You get the stadium-style at a stadium. Now you're going to go stadium-style in a movie theater. What about a movie... uh, style in a football
0: state. Anyway, have you seen a football game in a movie theater? I've seen one. No, I have not.
1: I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> now it is in the ACC. Look, I really I knew you could watch games, you know, at stake centers. Um, <laughs> that was a thing. I did. That know. was a thing when you were in your twenties. <laughs> but um, <laughs> well, one time on my
0: mission, BYU Utah basketball. Like we were switching through the satellite feeds and yeah. BYU Utah basketball. Uh, came on, and I just stopped and watched for like a minute or two, and I was like, this is so awesome. Can we just watch this? Let's just watch this. In 2007, BYU played at Tulsa. It was on CSTV, which became CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Not a lot of people had this channel. So University Mall was a like $3 theater at the mm-hmm. time. Ah, the good old It days. wasn't Movies 8. That was a, the dollar theater. You guys are missing out. Our students in here don't have movies. No, yeah, it, it was torn down. So we went there and watched it. It would have been awesome, but it was a little warm, and there was a lot of complaining. So it wasn't super fun. To me, that's my idea of hell. A little warm and a lot of complaining.
1: 75 games, do they think people are going to show up for that many games? That seems like a very high number.
0: I think the technology is so good in people's homes with uh, the picture and sound that it's not that enticing to go to a movie theater unless
1: you want that community experience. Look, that's where I could see it. You're fun. getting the reclining at your own home. You're getting the food at your own home. Way less, like, way less expensive, yes. unless you're going on Tuesdays where it's
0: $5. I did that yesterday. We finally <laughs> saw Barbie. It was hilarious. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: A different feel for the team this year, and I, and I liked it. We've been connecting really well,
0: especially in practices.
3: And it's been fun. It's been really good to get out there and then play with the boys. Sam Houston is going to be dope.
0: Like like the offense against BYU's defense? I don't think that's what Ben Bywater meant. But let's see. What's trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. We're just a couple days away. We'll get into exactly how many. I think you can do the math. But Shep, on Wednesday, August 30th, is there any legitimate reason to be nervous about the game with Sam Houston at this point?
1: No. Back to you. Topic back to two. Stu- back to the studio. Back to the studio. Uh, no. The legitimate reason, absolutely not. Illegitimate? No. When the team is favored by three touchdowns, there's no legitimate reason to be concerned about the outcome of the game in terms of wins and losses. Yeah. Now, non-legitimate reasons. Or illegitimate. If you're a fan, and I don't – maybe this is just a me thing. Even if my team is favored by 50 – which o- the Chiefs sometimes are. I'm always in the back of my head going, oh, it's probably just my luck that we'll be the team that'll, you know, so there's there's that worrisome stuff that has no bearing on anything. Mm-hmm. BYU is the superior team. Sure. BYU's favored by three touchdowns. So legitimate reasons to be concerned? No. BYU's going to win the game. But there are things, like I said, if you want to worry about something, like I guess there's going to be people that if BYU doesn't score enough, they're going to be concerned. What what would be enough to you? Honestly, if if, if you're winning by at least three touchdowns, that's fine. So if I it's would 21-0, look, if it's 21-0, I'll take that in a second. We because number one, that, that means the offense, that the defense. Yes, we will say the offense didn't score enough, though. Yeah, yeah, there's no legitimate reason in my mind to be concerned about Sam Houston. Now that look, I realize. That's bulletin board material for a lot of people. I can say that players can't say that, yeah they're not no and they, they're not going to say that they re,
0: they respect Sam Houston and and what they can do yeah this is not, this is they're not te- going to speak openly if they
1: feel that way yes this is a this is a team that's coming into the FBS for the first time, yes, this is a team that that redshirted fifteen players off of last year's roster in order to prepare for this step up in competition and I just, there's, there's no legitimate reason for BYU fans to be concerned about this game. BYU going to win this game and win it big.
0: Yeah, not winning and losing, right? It's just, is it a good enough performance to give us some inkling of what is to come, right? And then BYU plays Southern Utah team that it should beat by more than it beats the Bearcats. And then you go to Arkansas, which is perhaps the toughest game on the schedule. I would argue, uh, you know, at Texas, probably tougher. Maybe second toughest at Arkansas. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not legitimately concerned. I'm illegitimately thinking about, uh, you know, defense and can it hold Sam Houston specifically under, you know, 17 or fewer points to me would be a good defensive performance out of the gates. If it happens to be 24 with a garbage touchdown late, well, I sure hope you got to the high 40s on offense. Um, if BYU happens to go 50, 60, 70, if that's in the cards, great. But also. You don't want to show a ton either. Yes. It's game one. You're going to be very also, vanilla. If BYU is able to get a large lead late in the third quarter, get the starters out of there. Because you need Keaton Slovis and Aiden Robbins and Eddie Heckard and all these guys for the long haul. So um, that's one thing. The other thing uh, that I'm, well, frankly, legitimately concerned about, Chip is whether BYU fans will actually remember to wear royal or white, depending on which section they're in, to stripe the stadium. So if you're in section 45... You gotta remember that you gotta wear royal blue! Or if you're in section 26, you're wearing white, okay? See, I need to remind my family they need to be wearing white. If your family's the reason it's not completely striped, I'm gonna be so mad. I just okay? wanna tell you where they sit. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, it happened in what, 2012 against Hawaii? I wanna say BYU did the stripe, and it looked really cool. It looked awesome. I, I don't doubt that Cougar fans will do that, but don't be the guy or girl that wears orange, which is Sam Houston's color, in 1996.
1: You know there will be some hunters be- <laughs> that will show up to the so game. It's hunt season,
0: baby! <laughs> uh, in 1996, a, a, a 12-year-old version of me just wore a shirt to the game against Texas a m Just wore a shirt. just happened to be maroon.
1: But what, what were you what thinking? What an idiot! Why um, were you not even at the age of why 12 Why did aware? no
0: one with me say, Jerem, you're an idiot? Wear a blue shirt or wear a white shirt.
1: Because they knew that you should know better. That I was an idiot.
0: (laughs) That was my second home game at BYU. You should know
1: better than that.
0: Uh, Should I have? I don't think I've learned much since then. But we know this, that BYU plays Sam Houston in how many days?
2: Countdown to the
0: Bearcats.
1: Three days away.
0: Still waiting for Dave McCann to sing, you know? Why won't he sing? Didn't sing yesterday. Is he like Jerry who refuses to run? Dave refuses to sing. <laughs> that's that's one of his things. Yeah. Blaine, you can't get to stop singing yes. off the air. That's very, that's a true fact of. Track.
1: Very good tenor by the way. Excellent tenor. Yeah. May see him in BYU homecoming spectacular at <laughs> like one point. You never know. All right, topic number 2. Yes. Yesterday was roster cutdown day in the National Football League. Uh, all teams had to trim their rosters to yep. the league mandated 53 man active roster. And that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. After roster cutdown day, 14 former BYU players made the 40, or excuse me, the 53-man roster. So first and foremost, congratulations to all those that were able to make it. Those guys include, to nobody's surprise, Fred Warner of the 49ers, Shockey. Zach Wilson of the Jets. Taysom Hill with the Saints, Jamal Williams also with the Saints, Tyler Algier with the Falcons, uh, Jaron Hall, Pukunakua, Brady Christensen, Blake Freeland, Sioni Takitaki, Kairos Tonga, Dax Milne, Michael Davis, and Chris Brooks. Any surprises for you? Chris Brooks was a surprise as an undrafted
0: guy to make the 53 on a, a good team. Dolphins aren't tanking uh, to where they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just take what? like what Arizona looks like they're doing at quarterback. I don't know. Chris Brooks making the 53 was awesome. Did we undervalue this guy last year? We, this guy just made an NFL, 53-man NFL roster and averaged 6.3 yards per carry. He was better than you think. That's awesome. Congrats to all those guys. I'm um, Not surprised by, like, Puka making the Rams. He's, he's I think, BYU's best receiver uh, ever in terms of his upside in the NFL. Austin Colley still holds that, but, like, Puka could get to that. Um, some offensive linemen. When I look at this, eight of the 14 are skill position players. Right. Taysom Hill being a hybrid. You have two and a half quarterbacks, if you will, in the league. You have three running backs. That doesn't even include Tyson Williams, who could make the practice squad with somebody and be in the mix, as he has the last couple years. It is incredible to see what BYU has done at skill positions the last few years. Two receivers now in the NFL, which is awesome. Dax Milne continues to defy the odds, right, which is incredible. And then I would love for BYU to get more offensive linemen. You've got one D-lineman, Kairos Tonga. BYU needs to be in the D-lineman game. This defense takes a step up when they can do what Utah did with Kalani Sitake up there, which is get the star low two leleys and so on, that you have that tackle and that end that really make a difference. I I look forward to that day, hopefully soon. Bummer for the eight guys that got waived. Matt Bushman, Caleb Hayes, Zane Anderson, Chris Wilcox, James M. P. Tomasi Lalele, Tyson Williams. D'Angelo Mandel and then there are three free agents of note Kyle Van Noy, Harvey Longy, Daniel Sorensen. We could see all three maybe two of those guys on rosters who knows depending on need. Kyle Van Noy not being on a roster at this point is pretty shocking given his talent. He's not retired. None of them have said they're retired. Um, so we'll see what happens but congrats to Chris Brooks. Looking forward to several practice squad guys who perhaps make a 53 yep. during the season. Um because Caleb Hayes had one of the better preseasons, according to PFF, of all players. So we'll we'll see what happens. Remember, it was at this point that Taysom Hill got released by the Packers. Um, sorry, maybe a week or two earlier when they had earlier cuts. And then he goes to the Saints Immediately and drives. picked so up. So who knows what the future looks like for those eight-waved guys.
1: Yeah, if there's any surprise, it would be Chris Brooks. And not because he doesn't have the skill set or deserve it. He absolutely does. It's just a numbers game, and you just never know. Anytime you're an undrafted free agent, immediately the odds are stacked against you because the team did not invest a draft pick in you. When push comes to shove, they're probably going to lean towards somebody that they invested a draft pick in to give them the roster spot. But it became more and more clear as we saw preseason continue that Chris Brooks – was going to get a legit chance to make the 53-man roster. He scored multiple touchdowns in the preseason. He looked every bit the part of an NFL back, and we got to see that. He has. Yes. He's always looked 100%. like 100%. So awesome for him. The other thing that I think is pretty cool, when you look at the 14 players that are on rosters, all but three of them were drafted. The three that are in the NFL now – that were undrafted, Chris Brooks, obviously, Michael Davis with the Chargers, and Taysom Hill with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was drafted, and we talk so much about the importance of programs having the ability to tell recruits, we will put you in the NFL, and not just as free agents. When you have a chance when you come here to be drafted into the National Football League, and I think this is a great example of what we're talking about here. Not to mention, you're talking about guys who may be the best at their position. I'm looking right at you, Fred Warner, with the 49ers.
0: Fred Warner, absolutely. Nine of the 14 are Kalani-recruited guys. Uh, 13 of the 14 played for Kalani at least a year. So BYU's back in the NFL player business. There were a few years there where it was slim pickings, like six or seven dudes. You were getting one every couple of years and, uh, in the draft and just making rosters to add to that group. Now BYU's got 14 in there with potentially more. Who knows? Again, with KVN and Harvey Longy and Daniel Sorensen and perhaps a guy in the 53 or whatnot. This is exciting. And BYU's in the quarterback game. Yeah. The last two starting quarterbacks for BYU are going to be backups on their respective teams. Obviously, Zach Wilson can take a backseat to Aaron Rodgers, but this is a good thing as we've chronicled. Jaron Hall looked really good in his last preseason game, which is exciting. Kirk Cousins is running the show there. But fans are excited about them. And then Taysom Hill, obviously, is a hybrid. He's perhaps the most unique player in NFL history in that regard. It's exciting to see where BYU's at. Because obviously there's a connection to success on the field at BYU with more NFL players. What BYU has done the last three years in going 29-9 is because you have guys like these. It takes an entire roster. It takes 50 of those 105 as well to really contribute. But we feel like next year, BYU in the draft could have, depending on how things go, at least Kingsley Suamatia, first round hype with him, more on that coming up. Keaton Slovis, Aiden Robbins, will Eddie Heckard get in the mix? Will any BYU linebackers be in the mix? What other offensive linemen could be right there as well from BYU in a Connor Pay or a Paul Miley or a Caleb Etienne or so on and so forth? This is really exciting. Get more talented, get better starters, get better backups. Um, people are coming to BYU because they're seeing like Aiden Robbins looks at Tyler Algier and Jamal Williams and goes, oh, yeah, that they produce NFL backs right now. Two thousand yard guys last year. So this is awesome. So so congrats to those guys, especially Chris Brooks. And uh, we look forward to the NFL season starting uh, N- not this, but next weekend.
1: Well, go. and to reiterate what you said, obviously the cutdown day was yesterday. It had to be there by, I think it was 4 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. And so now all these teams – We'll go through, and there's an opportunity. And I, I, I can tell you, at least the talk in Kansas City, is that Matt Bushman is going to be on the practice squad.
0: Oh, okay, let's so, go. As a Chiefs guy, you're following so, me. So, I, I mean, that's, that. that's
1: what they're talking about And this there. is
0: our mood right now for Jamal and company.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's so great. You know, and that brings up something else that you, you touched on. It's not just getting in the league. Look at the guys that are getting – you talked about Taysom and the fact that he's utilized all over the field, was a starting quarterback for a while. Jamal – was a starting running back. Now he's going he's gonna to work in tandem with Russia. Kamara. Yes. We talked about Fred Russia Warner touches. being the best, arguably the best, linebacker in the NFL. We mentioned Michael Davis being an undrafted. He's a starting corner.
0: Like a seven-year guy
1: in the NFL. He's a starting un-drafted. corner in the NFL, so Blaine it's not Powell just getting shot, in there. The on it's also being utilized yep. and being a key player on your team. But, yeah, there, there will be a lot of players that we mentioned getting waived and released that will still have some good news Uh, to to feel about because they'll be put on the practice squad at some point, probably today or tomorrow.
0: Okay, our question of the day is this. ESPN will be broadcasting some ACC games in movie theaters this season. Would you watch a BYU football game in a movie theater? Uh, Adam on Instagram. Heck yes. That's a very BYU answer. I'm from Idaho, and years ago for a BYU-Boise State game, an outdoor drive-in theater played the game and allowed free entry. Oh, that's cool. The place was packed with Boise State and BYU fans. It was a blast. I'm all for watching BYU games on a huge screen with surround sound. I guess you're sort of creating this mini stadium of sorts. Yeah. with With the uh, – Do you want? would you want to watch it with opposing fans in the room? I, I'm the kind of guy that if, if, like, the Seahawks are in the Super Bowl and they're playing another team, I don't uh, – obviously they're playing another team. I don't want the fans of that other team in the room. Yeah. No, agreed. Like, I agree. like yes. for me personally, yes. I don't want that. Yeah, agreed. Adam said it was a blast for him. Maybe he lives among – Boise State fans, right in, uh, in Idaho, of course.
1: But it's like, I, personally, I'd be like, yeah. if it's all Cougar fans, let's go. I'm also wondering if anybody snuck into the drive-in, like in the trunk, like you used to have to do, and then got upset <laughs> when
2: they realized it was free.
1: You mean to tell me I got
2: in this trunk
0: for nothing? I, you, you locked me in here for nothing? <laughs> Nate uh, Crowley on X. Yes, depending on the game. Because if it's BYU versus Texas, then yes. But not a BYU-Utah game. It just feels like fights are being asked to break out. That's like these joint practices in the NFL. I'm always like, you know they're going to fight, right? Like, why do you? That's why. That's how they pick the teams. Who is the best fight? <laughs> just throw them in the octagon. Austin Bird on Instagram. Yes, watching BYU versus any Big 12 team would be a vibe. I, I think it's going it, to. That would be fun. Now, will BYU do this at some point? No, they haven't. Announce this and it's not a situation where it's like I don't have this channel I don't know how to find this channel. We're out of that era.
1: We kind of used to do that here.
0: Yes in Studio C Yes, no, it was it was uh, it was great to have people here. We uh, We don't do it anymore. Yes, um, but Jerem,
1: Jerem didn't want to do it anymore That and wasn't so my actually.
0: call you stop it right now <laughs> continue to lay <weigh> in on <laughs> X, Facebook, and Instagram. Be B- U- up at Chef's house. Watch it with Shep.
1: <laughs> B- BYU football returns in just three days. And what better way to get ready? Then tuning into BYU-SN Game Day, you can join Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan, and Spencer Linton as they help count you down to kickoff between BYU and Sam Houston. You can watch it at 8 Eastern on BYU-TV and the BYU-TV app.
0: What does a good defensive performance against Sam Houston look like? AJ Vongpachan weighs in with Spencer after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beast Global Grill. A unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. Hey, touchdown, now you see me. Look, mommy, your boy on TV. Two time world champ, better 3P. Do my dance, better make it look
0: easy. Hey, top 5, not 4, not 3. Not, not 2, so it's gotta be me, I'm the one. Put this city on, need a key, look around, ain't nobody like me.
1: Jeez.
0: Three days away, baby. BYU and Sam Houston. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard here in Studio B. Well, new linebacker A.J. Vongpachon certainly been a welcome addition from Utah State, had a monster year last year and is looking to do the same at BYU this year. Yesterday after practice,
4: Spencer Linton spoke with the linebacker. A.J., I don't know if you've heard this, but I, I heard one of your coaches and one of your teammates refer to you as AJV. Now, there's another famous linebacker, with three letters and an acronym, KVN, Kyle Van Noy.
2: So how do you feel about being the second as AJV at BYU? Yeah, I think, I feel it's good, but I think mine's more, they couldn't pronounce the last name, so it's just easier on them, but I'll take it, I'll take it. Right on, game week, what are your emotions like? Depth chart's out, you know you're the guy
4: along with Max Thule and Ben Bywater in that linebacker room, so, what are your emotions like as you're just a few days away from playing your first game as a BYU cougar at LaVelle Edwards Stadium?
2: Yeah, no, I mean I'm super excited. I mean it came super super quick. Like I remember like it was yesterday I just got here. It really feels like I just got here, but everything just went by so fast, fall camp flew by and we're already, we are we're already at game week, so I'm just super excited and you know the guys are ready to get after it. Naturally there are questions
4: about because there are so many new faces at on the BYU football team, can they gel together? Can the chemistry be there? Now, I don't know how much you can speak to the entirety of the team, but certainly you can tell us about the linebacker group, and they're, you're the new guy. So what's the chemistry like in the linebackers room as you look to transition in?
2: Yeah, the chemistry's been awesome. Ever since day one, those guys have been nothing but welcoming me in, help me acclimate to the culture. And, you know, it's not just in our room, but it's honestly team-wide. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not – you know, cliques of people in the locker room, everyone's everyone's like friend. And, you know, we all we're all like, you know, have the same goal. And even on the defensive side, right, we have a ton of new guys on defense. And we're all just, you know, here for one common goal is to, it's to win. So
4: I asked Ben Bywater the same question because every player has a different skill set. You're all a little bit different. But between you three, Ben, Max and yourself, how are your roles different? And similar, and we'll start with you. What is your role as one of the starting linebackers that may be a little bit different compared to the other two?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think just for me, I can do just on the ball and off the ball a little bit more. That's kind of what I do, and that's kind of what I did early on in my career. Kind of, I was an edge, so kind kind of be able to do that stuff. Come in the line of scrimmage, come off, play off the ball backer, and uh, you know, each each of us can also do that. Honestly, we're all pretty good and. Like I can, I can test. I've learned so much from those two guys just alone, just being in here in the short amount of time. They, they're really good players, and I just, you know, I'm excited to keep learning from them. How would you explain Max's role specifically? Yeah, he's uh, he's got really, really good inst- instincts, and he, you know, he just flies to the ball, and you know, doesn't doesn't overthink think things and just kind of go and gets the ball. And what about Ben Bywater? Yeah, hey, he's really smart. You know, that's kind of one thing that I picked up from him. That uh, you know, he just he's just really in tune with what's going on and pre-snap keys, and you know, that's also something I'm trying to take it from. As you work with Jay Hill, and this is a new defense, but a more
4: aggressive defense, where have you noticed that it is notably aggressive and different from what BYU has run in the past? I know you didn't play for BYU in the past, but I think you're aware of what they did last year, and you certainly know what the new defense is like. So
2: how is it different this go around? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously just a little different in terms of you know, we're more aggressive up front versus the run. Uh, you know, I, I know it was a little different in the pre- years past, but I would say that's the biggest thing. And, you know, our primary goal is to stop the run and, you know, make them make them throw the ball downfield. So that's kind of the biggest transition, and, you know, we're ready to get after it.
4: Your specific linebackers coach is also new to BYU football of sorts. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's made his way back around, but what's Justin Anna like as the linebackers coach?
2: Yeah, he's super intense. You know, he's going to he's gonna get on you, but, you know, expe- he expects the most out of you. You know, that's the biggest thing, and that's why I came here because I knew what I was going to get. And, uh, you know, I've gotten better and all the guys have gotten better from it. So he's just, you know, going to push you, but he knows that, uh, you know, you should be up at a higher standard than what you see yourself at. How much do you know about
4: Sam Houston football at this point? What's the scouting report on the Bearcats?
2: Yeah, they're a good football team. Obviously, you know, they registered a lot of their guys uh, going into the FBS. But uh, I have a ton of respect for those guys. You know, for me coming from Utah State, you know, we played a ton of FCS programs. And, you know, last year we, we ended up losing to Weaver State. So I know how it feels. And I know you know that's not what you want to go into for the first game you know first couple of games, so a ton of respect for those guys, and you know I know they're going to come in ready to play.
4: What type of offense did they run, and
2: how are you preparing for it? Yeah, they're you know they want to run the ball, you know see they that's what they pride themselves on, and you know we're excited because that's obviously a question that we have for the defensive side. if we can stop the run, and you know I'm just ready to get after it and uh, yeah I, I need to follow up on this too. Does Jay Hill give you a hard time about losing to Weaver State? <laughs> Uh, he did early on when he was recruiting me, but uh, he kind of chilled out a little bit as as the time went on, but he for sure does here and there. <laughs> and then uh,
4: your coach, your head coach, Kalani Satake, uh, he's made it very clear, we're not going to take Sam Houston lightly. I'm preparing my guy not just for 10 Power 5 teams, but for 12. We need to approach it the same way. So with that in mind, what's the approach like as you prepare for a season opener? You, you know that they are coming from FCS, but how do you make yourself – prepare like they are a power fight program
2: you know just not taking them lightly at the end of the day they're going to come here it's another opponent for us to showcase what we have to do and like i said i know it's all too well what that feels like to take an opponent lightly so you know just reiterating it across the locker room and uh you know I i don't see the guys taking anything lightly we're out here practicing hard and getting ready for the first game so
4: how have you changed and improved as a linebacker from your time before to now where you are at byu
2: yeah i would say just the attention to detail you know i'm just trying to get in the film room more, pre- prepare harder. You know, the guys The guys here push me as well. So I could just say, that, you know, Coach Anna pushes me to be at a high standard along with the rest of the guys. So I just say the attention, the detail, and preparation.
4: Okay, I'm just going to throw out a hypothetical scenario or hypothetical statement. You, you fill in the blank, essentially. But a successful night on Saturday, Saturday
2: looks like what? You know, a win. Obviously, you know, a good defensive performance. We want to we play lights out, and uh, that would be a successful. You know, everyone just playing on the same page, and... Uh, flying to the ball.
4: Yeah, what does a good defensive performance, what qualifies is that? Like, are there numbers associated with that, certain stats, like, what does that, how do you envision that?
2: Yeah, obviously I could say stats, but I would just say, you know, holding them to, you know, just at the end of the day, just getting the win, right? You, obviously, you don't want to give them points. Uh, obviously, we want to go out there and shut them out, but uh, at the end of the day, we just need to do our job and, you know, uh, let things happen.
4: Okay, and we'll finish with this, I mean, how would you explain the culture of BYU football right now? Now that you've been through a training camp, and it's not just, uh, I know BYU, you know, I've talked to some of the guys, but now that you've gone through this, the, essentially all the training camp, what's the culture like, and, and how is it different for you?
2: Yeah, I would just say it's a huge family environment. Uh, ever since I got here, I felt just a seamless transition. You know, I could say that. I, I'm, you know, I, I kind of was nervous, obviously, being the new guy. It's my first time transferring in. These guys have done nothing but show love and help me acclimate, And, you know, I feel I feel like I've been here for a few years, you know, not just a couple months. So I would just say a family environment for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, he is
4: AJV. And for the record, it's Vong Pachan. Like, I'm aware, okay? Like, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of that, AJ. Yeah, sir. We'll give it for the other people, right? Yes, yeah, sir.
2: Appreciate you. <laughs>
0: AJ Vangpachan, he's going to be a, a big part of this uh, BYU defense. Had a great year last year. You see what he did with uh, sacks. Had 10 and a half tackles for loss. He had nine tackles against BYU in the Cougars' win last year. Big expectations for this guy.
1: Yeah, there's no question about it. And I loved his addition to this defense. I think what I'm even more excited about is to see how he specifically is used in this defense, along with the other linebackers, and quite frankly, that side of the ball, I'm really curious to see how everybody is used. But everything about him screams linebacker. He just looks the part. So I'm really excited about that group, specifically the linebackers, could be really good. His uh, his dad is from Laos. His
0: mom is uh, Mexican, and so he grew up speaking Spanish and, and uh, learned uh, you know multiple languages in the house, which is pretty cool. He fits in at BYU yes. in that way, yes, which is great. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. Ben Bywater has led the Cougars in tackles the last two years. Could AJ Pachab
1: be the leading tackler, perhaps? Absolutely, he could be. I, I, I'm not gonna not I'm not I'm not gonna take that off the table. It'd be
0: funny if you were like, no. It's like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> Yes, there's a chance, right? The, the dude put up 100 plus last year. Ben had 98, so that could be a fun battle in terms of who shows up there. Well, now, and, and if we're looking at solo versus yes. whatever, just make a tackle that matters, right? right? Someone has to, tackles in a way is a little overrated. Someone's got to tackle the person yeah. unless it's they run out of bounds, uh, or it's incomplete, uh, or intercepted or whatever. But like, the, the, he's he's all over the field, which yes. is very exciting. Him, Thule.
1: Bywater, all, all of those Hopefully guys. All could three be the of leader. those
0: guys aren't gone next year because yeah. we know AJ's a, a one and done. Right. Uh, I believe Max has his last year. I believe Ben has another year, uh, maybe
1: two, uh, with COVID after this year. But who knows how it'll go? So uh, we'll see, man. We will see. After a three zero start to the season in Montana, number nine BYU women's volleyball will host WCC foe LMU. Oh uh, yeah, the former conference foe. Hi, Lions. Back. At the uh, Smith House in BYU's home opener at 9 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, you can watch it on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Which Cougar
0: running back is out for the season? <sighs> and where does Kingsley Mattia sit among tackles in Mel Kuyper's ESPN NFL big board? We'll tell you in The Whip. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to
0: Studio B. Jeremy, Jason, three days away, baby. Let's get to today's headlines.
1: I thought we were going to go into the countdown again. I I was willing to do it. BYU football, three days away from opening the season against Sam Houston. Last night, head coach Kalani Satake spoke about the challenge the Bearcats with a K present for the Cougs.
2: And uh, so there's guys on this team that have, that have won a national championship at that level, and so I know they're excited about going to the FBS level, the Division One level, and, and, and uh, you know I, I think they redshirted quite a few players last year, so uh, you have them ready for this uh, this inaugural season for them. And so I, I mean their, their coach won a, a national championship at, at his first, the school before that at, yep. Del- at Delaware, and so um, they know how to get get their guys uh, ready to play. Uh, we, we definitely aren't taking them lightly, and we'll, we'll be excited for the matchup. But a lot of great athleticism, and they're coached really well. In
1: other BYU football news, Ronald Weaver of ESPN 960 reported yesterday that BYU running back Hinkley Ropati is out for the season due to injury. Also, Aaron Roderick was named one of Bruce Feldman's top 30 rising assistant coaches, and Kingsley Suamatsuia was ranked as the fifth best offensive tackle. In Mel Kuyper's initial 2024 NFL draft position rankings. 14 former BYU players
0: officially made 53 man rosters yesterday. Highlighted by Chris Brooks making the Dolphins roster, eight players were waived. Perhaps they'll be signed to practice squads, plus Kyle Van Noy, Daniel Sorensen, and Harvey Longy, free agents currently.
1: Number nine, women's volleyball's home opener is tonight against LMU at 9 Eastern. All night! On Big 12 Now on ESPN. Plus and some accolades for some Cougars. BYU's Aaron Livingston was named Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, and Mia Lee was named the Big 12 Rookie of the Week for their performances. Women's soccer up to number seven
0: in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll. Cougars host defending national champion and number one UCLA. Tomorrow night. This is one of the biggest games ever
1: at Southfield. It's going to be awesome. I am so excited for that match tomorrow night. John Rothstein reporting that BYU men's basketball will play in the 2024 Ratty Children's. Is it Rady or Ratty? Nobody knows. I'm going to go with Rady Children's because Rady sounds weird. Rady. Rady Children's Invitational along with Purdue, Notre Dame, and another team yet to be announced. That tournament is set for around Thanksgiving in 2024.
0: And Eric Mika resigns with the G League Ignite out of Henderson, Nevada. Eric has made waves this summer with his USA basketball participation and when someone posted about how he looked like a made-up 2K player. Uh, And he started his podcast, which is uh, pretty awesome. So... Congrats to Eric. Those are the headlines. Now let's whip it.
1: Google Whip Around is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. All right, moments ago, we hit three football headlines with the Hinckley Rapati injury news. Uh, Aaron Roderick is a rising assistant coach, and Kingsley Suamataia being ranked as the fifth best offensive tackle, according to draft guru Mel Kuyper. What's the bigger story out of the
0: three? Normally it'd be Hinkley Ropati's injury, a guy who really came on in the screen game, especially last year against Boise State and Stanford. That is a notable loss, but LJ Martin's emergence, perhaps because Hinkley got hurt in week two, we learned of camp uh, reportedly, that lessens the blow of that a little bit. We hope H- Hinkley uh, wish him the best there. Mel Kuyper's big board is a big deal. Uh, Kingsley Suamatea being fifth on that list among the offensive tackles. That's big time. The Aaron Roderick thing is cool for sure. Uh, No bigger fan of Aaron Roderick than your boy. But uh, yeah, Hinkley, hope for the best. But Kingsley is the real deal. He is the best player on the team and that continues to be validated by guys like Mel Kuyper.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The fact that he is the fifth best offensive tackle according to a guy everybody knows and respects in the NFL when it comes to draft I think that's the biggest story uh, I agree with you I mean Aaron Aaron Roderick being one of the rising that's that's something we've seen over the last couple of years his name has been on these lists look we're yes. just we're just hoping that that BYU can keep him as long as they possibly can continue because what he's done guy. with this offense since he's come in has been really remarkable back-to-back quarterbacks in the yeah. NFL back-to-back left tackles uh, multiple running backs let's go
0: uh, today, the college football conference commissioners will discuss the 12-team playoff format starting next season. With the Pac-12 clearly out, uh, should the auto bids go from six to five?
1: Yeah, probably. I think So the power four yes, plus one other yes. league. Yes, I think that makes the most sense. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but certainly the Pac-12 or whatever iteration of that does not deserve auto, no. auto bid
0: qualifications. No, no I, th- I think clearly it should go down to five. And I do like that they include one other league. Just... Yes. One of the league automatically gets in there. And you could have another team that kind of qualifies in your top 10 or 12 right there. It's not going to be the top 12 teams per se. There are 12 seeds. But you could have a champ who was outside the top 12 get in by winning its league.
1: Right. ESPN ranked the top 25 individual performances in college basketball in the last 25 years. Not surprising. Jimmer Fredette made the list at number four. How about that? For his 43-point performance against San Diego State in the Marriott Center back in 2011. Was this his best performance?
0: The 49 at Arizona his junior year is sometimes forgotten. Obviously, 52 against New Mexico in the semifinals, the Mountain West Conference Tournament with only one free throw was unbelievable. But this was because you had Kawhi Leonard in yep. that game, and it was a top 10 matchup, and it was in the Marriott Center, and it was special. It was a uh, crowdstorm, which we've only seen twice in the last who knows how many years, right? With Gonzaga in 2020 and that that was a special night yeah it was really that's the best sporting event i've seen in person
1: yeah this probably is his best performance but i think you can also put in his performance against gonzaga uh in denver in the ncaa tournament i will always be partial to the half-court heave at the huntsman center when he had 137 points at halftime (laughs) he didn't but it It felt like that it was 32 but yeah 32 yeah Yeah. so those are all but yeah i agree it's
0: probably this one it was special as mentioned in headlines behind men's hoops will play in the 2024 uh Ready, ready, ready? Children's invitation along with Purdue, Notre Dame, another team, TBD. Do you like that grouping uh, as as a non-conference tourney
1: for BYU next year? Yeah, I like it. I mean, you get Purdue, you get Notre Dame, and then at that point I think you're probably done scheduling teams like this for (laughs) your (laughs) non-conference. Notre Dame yet again will not come to Provo and play BYU in a sport. I kid. Uh, I am curious who the other team will be, who the fourth team will be. It'll
0: be another ACC team in or, or uh you know notre dame is ac in basketball big 10 Purdue. so maybe it's an acc team like Cal or Well,
1: would it be san diego state it's in san diego
0: uh i wonder let's see san diego state's coming here i can't remember if they re up to where byu would be at san diego state anyway we'll see but tickety-see in the non-conference schedule we're, we're gonna be good if those were the two toughest games yeah i'd be just
1: fine with yeah that. be perfectly fine because big it. 12's gonna be brutal all right, uh, On3 ranked BYU's transfer portal ranking at 59th nationally in terms of transfers uh, in and out this so it's season. it's like a net sort of Exactly, so ranking. 59th according to On3. Okay. What do you make of that number? Uh, don't
0: agree with it because I looked at notable guys that left. Clark and Campbell Barrington, Keenan Peely, Gabe Judy Lally, Logan Fano, Dallin Hooker. But look who came in, Keaton Slovis, Aiden Robbins, Eddie Heckard, Harrison Taggart, Dion Smith, Caleb Etienne, AJ Vangpachan, who we heard from, Paul Miley, Isaiah Banya, Darius Lasser, Keelan Marion. Way more than BYU lost. BYU was net way, way north in the positive of the transfer portal
1: situation. So 59th, like against the field, I don't know. But I feel great about what BYU did in the offense. Yeah, I I think that's a little low based off of what came back in and what we're seeing. But didn't we, didn't we look at this list and didn't even have all of the transfers yeah they didn't have everybody, everybody like they they had like half of the the transfers that are coming in so it's an incomplete list to begin with yeah and in, in, incomplete
0: is uh, our yes. assessment of that okay based on what we've seen previously in this state in 2011 should the big 12 logo have been featured at all or bigger is it on the other side on the BYU football truck Vakavita tweeted uh, this picture out from Utah's celebration of being in a Power 5 league, which was a, a great compliment.
1: Yeah, um, well, if you're going based on the picture on the left, the logo should have been significantly bigger. Uh, I think what BYU <laughs> has done is nice, it's very classy, and the fact that the Big 12 logo is on the truck is all I care about.
0: We're mascot uh, or, uh, uh, you know, logo measuring here, but um, the Big 12 logo, I would not have minded if that thing no, no, was no. massive No, I, didn't have any, I wouldn't have had an issue, an issue with it. Yes, but because we didn't celebrate it in the same way, we like to make fun of I've it. I've got a Big um, 12
1: tattoo that's bigger than that.
0: That's not no, true. No, it's not true. You would though. Not, no, Add, I would not. Yes, you would. No, at I it, uh, if you Okay, at underscore 24 next. That's a dope Pac-12 truck. Cool that they included a Utah logo for some added flair. <laughs> that was the first comment to that.
1: <laughs> it's funny because it's what? true.
0: One time I went to Texas A&M right after they went to the SEC and I said, where can I buy the SEC stickers? And they said, we don't have any SEC They're stickers. They're like, what are you talking about? I was about? like, this is very interesting to me. <laughs> yes. Although we love our Big 12 stuff.
1: We're all excited. Let's go. All right. A top ten showdown at South Field with number seven, BYU women's soccer hosting Dude. number one. UCLA, and by the way, reigning national champions as well tomorrow night. BYU looking for a statement win. Make sure you're there. If you can't be there, watch the game on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus at 10 p.m. Eastern. Ellie Walbrook played on last year's
0: team, and Brecken Mozingo right there used to play for UCLA. So that's a storyline too. Give that to the sideline reporter. Oh, wait, it's you. On deck. It might be my favorite segment of the show. No, the foe is back. Just... Reoccurring.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: When you committed to BYU, what was the reaction of your family and friends? And you said, you know what, BYU is a school for me. So, my grandma
3: was ecstatic because Motav. That's that's all she knew about it. Yeah. She knew about that's it's, the first it's, it's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knew about the choir. That's that's the first thing she ever talked about and I think that's the only thing she really knew about it was the Motown. Yeah. ah, uh, the new season of the Deep Blue podcast with a
1: new host. A better host? Nah, just new. I w- in my humble just opinion. Knew, just new. Just new. Uh that you saw or heard the first episode is with BYU football receiver Cody Epps. Please subscribe to Deep Blue wherever you get your podcast. Had a great conversation with Cody.
0: That's a really funny soundbite. I can't (laughs) wait to hear the whole thing. That's going to be great. Okay, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Jason and Jerem. It is time for Know the Foe. It's back, baby, because it's game week. Sam Houston, Colton Potter's our producer. He is going to give us a couple of questions each, starting with Jason, and we're going to see how much we know about the Bearcats of Sam Houston. Colton, take it away
3: all right starting off with jason sam houston won the 2020 fcs national championship in the spring season due to covid in 2021 which team did they beat in the championship game is it a north dakota state b montana state c south dakota state Mm. or d james madison
1: i am going to go with c south dakota state That's right. Nice. Did you know that? I did not know that. Are
0: they the 100% a guess? Jackrabbits?
3: Jackrabbits. I think yes, they are the Jackrabbits. Okay. 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 One for me. Nice, dude. One for me. Nice. All right, Jerem, Your first question. Sam Houston's campus is in Huntsville, Texas. Yep. Which other Texas-based university (laughs) is (laughs) Sam Houston's primary rival? Oh boy. Oh, I know this. I think I know this. (sighs) Okay,
0: Abilene was in the whack as well with him for a sec. Stephen F. Pretty good. Oh man! Carnate word. We love that here.
1: I'm gonna go. Oh man! I think. Oh, I think if he gets go. this wrong. I want to guess. <sighs>
0: I'll go. Abilene.
1: Abilene Christian. Mm. Dang it! Okay. Is it Stephen it, F. Is it Stephen F. Austin?
0: Oh it man! Is. It's, it's two dudes. You got Dean versus Nudes. Sam.
1: It's Brigham and
0: Stephen. And <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Dang it! Do I get a point for that? We should do that. We should yeah. Can we do uh, that cold? Or you just yeah, allow. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. we just pick up the rules on the air. it on the fly. Yep, tune up.
3: Let's go. Okay, all right. Kay. All right, back to you, Jason. Okay. One of the most One of the more notable alumni of Sam Houston is movie director Richard Linklater. Which Jack Black movie did Linklater direct? Is it School of Rock? Kung Fu Panda? Gulliver's Travels or Nacho Libre? Okay. okay,
0: we should know that it's not this one because a BYU yes. grad did Nacho and Libre. And I don't believe it that goes. it's
1: School of Rock. I want to say- I'm not cool enough. That Linkletter is, I'm gonna go Kung Fu Panda. <sighs>
0: <sighs> okay, do I get a guess then? Yeah, yes. Gulliver's here. Travels. <sighs> oh! Was
1: it School of Rock? Oh, a
2: school of rock. rock. Dang
0: it, I should have known that. Dang it. No relation to Rory Linkletter, uh, by the way, yeah. From or Rory McElroy. <laughs> Thank
4: you.
3: All right. So two Jer- nothing Jason yet. leads 2-0. Yep. Okay. Jerem, on to you for your second question. <laughs> I get one right here. In case you didn't know this, a Bearcat is neither a bear nor a cat, and it belongs to the <laughs> Civet and Mongoose family. Yes. With that being said, what is the name of Sam Houston's mascot? Is it Tommy Bearcat, Bobby Bearcat, Sammy Bearcat, or Billy Bearcat? <sighs> okay, Damn. I don't
0: I don't actually know the answer here, so I've just got to – I have a brother-in-law named Tommy. I love Tommy. Bobby Bonilla still getting paid by Sammy Sosa, Billy Bean.
1: Fantastic reasoning here, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Billy Bearcat. Oh. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go with Bobby Bearcat. <laughs> oh!
0: Sammy. It's Dang, Sammy because of Sam, Sam
1: Houston. Houston. Oh. That makes so much sense. The A bunch answer, of freaking
3: idiots up here. The
1: answer was literally staring us in the face. Gosh.
3: That's all the answers are, too. <laughs> All right, it remains 2-0, Jason. On to your last question. Internship was really fun. Sam Houston has produced a number of NFL players. Which NFL journeyman quarterback played for Sam Houston? Is it Kerry Collins? I know the answer. J.T. O'Sullivan, Jeff Blake, or Josh McCown? Don't mess it up. D, Josh McCown. Good one. That is correct. I've officially lost. Congratulations. So Jason has won this, but J.R.M., just a, a consolation question for you. Basically what he means is out of pity. Yeah, yeah, moral victory status here. Okay. Yeah, let's get you let's one get on, the on the board. This yeah. is Sam Houston's first season in the FBS as brand new members of the yes. Conference USA. Yes. Who was the last Conference USA team that BYU beat in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Oh, this Western was the... Kentucky, UTSA, yes. Louisiana Tech, or Troy? Okay, this was all in 2020.
0: It's just who did they play late? I know that's what I'm trying to. UTSA was early. La Tech was in October. It's either Troy or Western Kentucky. I don't remember which was later in the season.
3: Dang it. I'm going to go with Troy, Ryan Fewer. See, I would have said Troy as well. Okay, get get a fourth. Okay, so, oh, Western Kentucky. It is Western Kentucky. Troy is the only one of those teams that are not in Conference USA. Okay.
1: Look, with all this conference realignment. They're in the Sun Belt. We cannot even be, we can't be held responsible for somebody not knowing the conference anymore. You just pulled
0: the, like, yeah, how many animals did Moses get on the Ark? It was known. Um, it was one of those so,
1: congrats nice to
3: Jason. 3 0 win in our me, first dude. edition of Know the Foe. Nice, all right. Nice job. Very nice. Thank N- you very nice much. Job.
1: All right. Make sure you listen to the Her Why podcast with Lauren McLean. BYU Soccer's Lynette Hernandez details how bravery led her to being a goalkeeper and her conversion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. You can find Her Why on all podcast providers or on the BYU Radio app. And who gets today's elite voice? And rise and shout out. This is BYU
0: Sports Nation.
2: Okay. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: We mentioned to you that perhaps some of the eight waived players in the NFL from Cut Day yesterday could be picked up, and there is a bit of news regarding one of these guys.
1: Yeah, Zane Anderson, who was released waived by the Buffalo Bills, claimed by the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so still in the league. let we'll see what they want to do
0: with them. Put them on the practice squad. Put them on the 53. We will see. Our question of the day. ESPN will be broadcasting some ACC games in movie theaters this year. Would you watch a BOA football game in a movie theater at Rapati's Legs? We wish Rapati's Legs the best because he got hurt uh, on X. I would say no. I'd rather yell at my TV and pretend the refs can hear me in the privacy of my own home. You're that guy.
1: I think we're all that guy. We just, whether we admit it or not.
0: <laughs> that is a, that is a psychological thought there. Uh, Jordan Royal on X. If they let us tailgate in the lobby and bring in our own food, then sure. Yeah. If you just want to go to a theater and then have the, you know, you just buy the food and then it, it's not the same. Like if you want
1: like some red meat, you gotta yeah. be at your house. Right? Yeah. Like they're not going to let you bring in your own food. That's part of, hey. Are you sneak candy into the movie theater? Oh, yeah. Guy?
0: Oh, yeah. I still am, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Some sweet tarts yesterday for Barbie. Well, they didn't catch me. Mr. underscore Nate Dog on after Instagram. You now. No, they won't. They don't, they don't know. Uh, um, Apps of freaking Lootly. Watching a game at a theater with everyone would keep me from waking up my kiddos while screaming at the TV by myself. And perhaps there could be some, uh, you know. Late night
1: games, you know, kids are in bed, you want to get loud, you at the movie theater, you can yell. The them best at. part about this, I think, would be the sound. Being able to have the, the sound all around Tonight's you. Tonight's game is, was pro- <laughs> produced in THX, THX quality exactly.
0: out Dolby 5.1. Like that would actually 7. be pretty 1. cool. That would be cool. In response uh, to this question, our elite voice today, presented by PAX Healthcare <sharp inhale> Nick Leon X. You mean I get to watch an entire game on a bigger screen than any TV I've ever owned without being forced to unload the dishwasher or put screaming kids to bed during the fourth quarter? Where do I sign? Nick, it sounds like you got some stuff to work out at home. But yes, that would be really fun, right? Well, If that's what's
1: required of you in your house. And in this state, you know that the quiet room would be packed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes it would. Today's Rise and Shoutouts, presented
0: by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
1: How about we give it to all 14 guys who made the yeah. 53-man rosters, especially Chris Brooks, and now that we know that Zane Anderson was claimed by the Packers. Let's go, baby. All
0: of them. Our thanks to today's guest, A.J. Vangpachon.
1: Conversation continues 24-7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand at BYUSN.com.
0: Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jason, Um am Shout out to Amy Boswell. We'll see you tonight on ESPN Plus for Women's Volleyball's home opener against LMU. Go Cougs!